Hey everyone, it's Curb Our Enthusiasm podcast show, and uh, sadly this is the last episode, um, the season finale of season 11 of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and uh, I am, you probably noticed, I'm kind of late on it, um, some somewhat on purpose. I could have had it done, I could have rushed it and did it and had it done before the end of the year, but it pretty much would have fell on New Year's Eve. It's like, who wants to listen to me on New Year's Eve? Um, and if you do, if you would have liked to listen to me on New Year's Eve, we'll keep that between ourselves. <laughs> no judgment, no judging here. Um, so I thought, you know, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to um, think it over a little bit more and uh, come up with some more um, you know, some more thoughtful, um, comments on it. Um, cause this one was tricky and there was people that got very upset. <laughs> I've read some people, um, did not finish watching it. It got, they felt, um, too political. So of course I watched it. I did enjoy it. Um, and I'll talk about the overall season as well, of course. Um, Because that's what you do with Curb. It's that story arc. You know, you have to take it all together. And then you have to decide. So, you know, episodes that you might not have liked as much. You could say, well, I really loved the first episode. And the third one and fourth was a little weak. But I love the fifth. But then when you get to the finale, you can go, oh, wait a minute. That third episode came into play. It means a little more now. It's a little funnier. And then... You go back, I think it was season four that I, I really fell in love with after I watched the whole thing um, as one. Um, I think it's season four, the one where Richard Lewis meets the kidney. Whatever season that is, season three or four, it was like at first I was like, oh, I don't know about this season. And as it played through, it was like, oh my gosh, I just love that season. Um, so that's what I mean by that with the story arc. So first off... So when I when I watch it the first time through, I try just to watch it. I don't think about what I'm going to comment on. I just want to watch it as a fan. And the very first thing that I thought was, oh, it's only 39 minutes. That was a disappointment to me, um, being a finale. You usually get a little more. There was episodes through the season that were longer. So I thought that was, that was funny. That was kind of weird that it was only 39 minutes. And that also made me a little... Um, you know, sometimes less is more, a lot of times. But it made me a little nervous. It was like, oh, they they didn't need the extra time to tell this, to complete this story. So that made me a little little nervous about it. Uh, let's see here. Um, so that was the first thing that, that got me. And then um, when Lieutenant Colonel Vindman appeared, that was like, oh, okay. This is where they're going with this. Um, which, you know, I don't personally don't have any complaints about it. Um, the only thing that the problem was is I did think about this. During the short scenes, you know, where he had just little bit of lines, it was fine. He did he did fine. He did well. The, you know, he's not an actor. So you have to, you know, uh, take that into consideration. But when he was going toe to toe with Larry, and that was a long scene, I did think about that. I was like, "Oh, this is—it's pretty rough to watch, in my opinion." Now, if you're far left, it seems like on Twitter and stuff, he—the guy nailed it. He's home run. But I'm—I'm I'm sorry, 
I did think about it. I, it wasn't like I was trying to think about it. I was just like, oh, it's a little rough. And I thought, is this the best take? Was Larry, you know, was the director and everything, which is the co-creator, really. I mean, at this point, he helps Larry write the, um, I believe he's the one who directed this episode, Jeff Schaefer. He helps write these stories now. Um, was that the best they could get out of him? And maybe they wanted it to be that way. I don't know. What do I know? But I thought about it, and you're not supposed to think about it. You're not supposed to think about stuff like that. Maybe it is because I do this podcast, but I, I'm sorry. That was not great. <laughs> this is rough. I'm not an actor either. And being under the camera, you got Larry David in front of you. You might be nervous. And maybe this is how this guy is. You know, maybe this is how Vin Men is. Maybe he is kind of like that. He's just real, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But I thought about it. I thought, oh, um, you know, like Buckner was on, and I thought he did a pretty good job as a non-actor. Um, Keith Hernandez and Seinfeld, great. I thought he did a really good job. So some people are better better at it than others, but they, I mean, he's the, he's tying up this whole season. So I was a little surprised that they went with that, um, that take, especially. I would have thought maybe, you know, I'm curious, did he get to do a few takes and loosen up? Um, how did they film it? Was it, was it filmed in order? It's not usually filmed in order. So, um, I'm, I'm sure they felt, you know, Larry David will carry him through the scene and it was funny. And, and now the second time I watched it through, I didn't think about it as much cause I'd already seen it. I did kind of say, okay, was I overthinking that? Maybe I was a little too harsh, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> I just, he had, you know, he had some lines. He come out of the bathroom, which was funny. And uh, I thought, Larry, I know I'm jumping right to that scene, but it's a big scene. And Larry saying uh, it was that was a perfect call was pretty funny. Um, some people turned it off. They turned, they actually said, I don't know if I can watch this curb. It was too, you know, they were, they were on the right. They, they felt too upset about it. You know, I don't know their situation, but they said, I, I had to turn it off. I read this. I had to turn it off. Maybe I'll watch it another time. Uh, I would urge you to watch it if you're listening, um, because it, it, there. I'll go into it later, but um, the way it happens, it's pretty funny, and I think it's true to life. Uh, I'll comment on that later when we actually get to that scene, but I'm just giving you my first impressions of it. Um, and at first, it almost didn't uh, feel like a finale to me. It almost felt like any other episode, but then... Um, as I watched it, I, you know, I, I did get the feeling like it was a bigger show, was wrapping things up. Um, I did have some issues with it, um, as far as the writing goes, um, when it comes to the pool. I'll, I'll talk to that when I get, you know, when we get to that part. Um, but I, I liked it. I didn't love it this season. Now I'm just, I'm... <laughs> I could use Vince's line. Um, it was not, it's not the greatest season ever, but I did enjoy it. It was very entertaining. I want more. And I think that if there's another season of Curb, it changes the season. If this is the last season, it changes it for me. And I think for a lot of, a lot of us, maybe I, I wouldn't want it to go out this way. I would want a little bit bigger and, uh, um, you know, it's, 
you know, with Leon and stuff, I thought they could have did a lot more with him. But this isn't easy. This is like 11 seasons. And I think the, um, I, I almost know that this whole pandemic thing did affect the season. You know, I think they, people were more on edge. Um, they probably wanted to get this um, over with to some degree as, as getting these takes done. That could have affected it. Um, but the, the writing wasn't quite as good as previous seasons, in my opinion. Um, you had a lot of stuff that was just in there for, it kind of didn't matter. Um, and I hated that Vince Vaughn was gone. I, people don't seem to like him that much. Um, I think he is really good in the show. Um, you can't replace Funkhauser, but if, if anyone can, can even come close, it's Vince Vaughn, in my opinion. But I like Vince Vaughn a lot. I like his movies. Um, I think I like his character on Curb. I think it does add to the show. And I, I didn't like that he just kind of disappeared. I think he should have been more a part of it. I was hoping that hotel thing was going somewhere, and it wasn't. Um, and we'll probably never hear about it again. I was hoping that Leon was going to do something with his tap tap water. <laughs> I was hoping that was going to come into play. It didn't. I was hoping that uh, the guy that Larry got to uh, re refilm i was hoping that was going to come into play at the um what was it like uh renewal uh, vows you know um arma kostrowski's daughter and husband i was hoping that that guy was going to come like there was going to be another angle or he showed part of it because he said i can't delete the footage and i i doubt that'll ever come into play and i don't know if they put stuff like that in there to throw us off i don't believe so honestly i think it's just that oh that part's over and um, on to the next part. So, um, but I, you know, I'm not sure on these other seasons of Curb if, um, I don't think every season has a longer a finale. But I could be wrong on that. But I, it seemed like a lot of them do. <laughs> So, I'm going to the opening scene here in a minute. But, uh, you know, it was fun, though. I, 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 I almost, I think I enjoyed it the second time a little more. I think I did find myself thinking about things too much. So how is this going to come together? I, uh, when in, I kept thinking about, well, how is the pool going to play into it? Is the pool going to play into it? And then they're having that party uh, that Susie wanted to have at Larry's because she's having kitchen work done. And I thought, well, that's when it's going to come into play um, for sure, you know. And it really didn't. But uh, I just wanted to look. I was curious about this. So I guess it doesn't show the time on... Okay, so like season one, it's 31 minutes um, for the finale. Season two, which was November 25th, 2001. The Massage. I got it, it has an 8.2 right now out of 10. It's 30 minutes. I don't remember when they started doing that or, you know, probably later in the seasons. 
I'll go I'll go later in. But um but I did I think, oh, is that pool gonna come into play? Because I, I wasn't sure if it was going to, honestly. Um excuse me. So uh maybe opening night. So yeah, opening night, fifty nine minutes. Um, this is season four. And the, you know, that's a good point too. You I think everybody wanted young Larry. They wanted more of that. And I had read that they had done that before, you know, you got the producers. This that's season four. So that's not the episode I was thinking of or the season I was thinking of. I think I'm thinking of season three or five or something with but season four is opening night. And it's all about the producers. And we get to see a lot of that. And you got a 59-minute finale. And it felt very special. And it was great. And um, I was fine with that. They can do that. You know, they did the thing with um, uh, Manuel. You know, they're going to do the uh, Larry David's musical, you know, with the fatwa. Um, I thought that was great to see more of that stuff. Um, so I would have been fine if they did that with young Larry. I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, they're doing this again. I, I think I don't think anyone would have been upset with seeing more of young, actual young Larry in production. So that was a little disappointing, too. Um, but uh, that just wasn't the purpose of young Larry. It wasn't. It was just to get the story. It was kind of a vehicle to tell the story, get the story going and, and, and getting from point a to b to c or whatever um you know so we didn't get that we didn't get young larry and we may never get it either um if there is another curb and let's just say there's going to be another season and it's going to be uh by next year let's say that that the very first line of the episode could be something about yeah young larry got canceled you know (laughs) um but uh you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead again. Let's see. Season five. Um, this is it, I think. Season five. It starts with the Larry David sandwich. That is a really great season. Because you got to, to me, for me, you have a lot of um, Richard Lewis. And you got some Ted Danson in there, too. I just thought season. Now there's no Leon. That's the trouble. When you go back, you go, oh, I miss. I kind of miss Leon. He's not there yet. But um, I like season five a lot. It's one of my favorite seasons. Let's see here. Oh, well, that ain't what I wanted. Yeah, it's a season five, if you don't remember. It's when Larry has a near-death experience. Um, and it changes his outlook on life. And then he thinks that he's, uh, adopted by the Coens. And it's just, um, I don't know why. That's my memory of it is that when I'm watching and when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, I don't know about this first few episodes. The storyline's kind of different. And, um, but it's one of the strongest seasons. And when it all came together, that's, I guess what, you you can't have that every season, I guess. It's re- that's really hard to do, but season five, it all comes together. It's like every episode just builds on it. There might be one or two in there that doesn't so much, but by the time you get to the finale, 
it's just like, oh my gosh, that is just so funny. The bow tie, the Christ nail, Kamikaze Bingo, that was episode four. Lewis needs a kidney, so you get you start that storyline. And and you got Larry and uh Jeff kind of arguing over who's gonna give him the kidney, and then Susie steps in and she's like, He's not giving it, he's he's a fat fuck, he's not giving a kidney. What if one of his kids needs it? And so now Larry's stuck with that. Episode six, the smoking jacket. Pretty cool. Um the Seder. That was pretty funny. And uh the famous ski left episode. Uh episode eight of season five. Oh my gosh, I want to watch season five now. Maybe I'll go back and watch season five. The Korean Bookie <laughs> episode nine. And then the end. And it's forty three minutes. So that's what I'm talking about. Um you know, Korean Bookie's 29 minutes. You know, most of them are about 30, 35 minutes. But then you get to the finale and it's 43 minutes. So I know I'm going a long way around. I just was getting in. I was just curious. Because that's what I remembered with some of these other seasons was the finales. And so that's weird that uh, the finale was one of the shorter episodes. And it's it has a 7.7 .7 out of 10. So that's not great score for a finale. Um and that could be the political part coming into play. I think if you really think about it, though, it's kind of poking fun at the political side of it. Um, and I'll, I'll comment on that further down here. But we'll get we'll go ahead and get started on the scenes here. Um, so you got the opening scene, and they're on the young Larry set, and Ted Danson, Larry David had to be behind all of this they've got him looking rough I, I i wonder how long it took him to get ted danson looking this way he's bald you know he's uh, of course he's dressed in the clothing of that time and area you know environment but it's just that that made me laugh um larry's confrontation with sophia's father he asked the prop guy what to do about the chairs of you know uh they're hogging his chair. This it ends up being more about that guy. I mean, this is the guy. He's behind everything, and he's plays a. He's just so happy to be there, and he's got food and stuff. And uh, he it's is that the scene where he asks Larry if um, you know, like the uh, the what is it? The uh, coffee thing is broke. The coffee machine. It's like a last. <laughs> he's like, who do I talk to about that? Are you in charge of that? <laughs> like, why would Larry David be in charge of the coffee? And he's like, no, I'm not. You can just tell you. And he says, I want to kill this guy. He tells Jeff, I want to kill this guy. So that, that, and you want Larry to win, you know, you want him to win so bad. But he asked the prop guy, prop guy about roping off the chair. I could not find any real stories about roping off a chair, but it makes me want to rope off chairs. I want to do that. Um, I've got some director chairs. I want to get some hooks, rope it off. <laughs> she should do it at work. If you're in a situation at work, you can rope off your chair, do it. Um, but that's pretty funny. Uh, next scene's at Larry's house. Leon, uh, Leon and Irma are fighting over a puzzle. Is it a puzzle nuke or a breakfast nuke? Um, and at one point, Three's company comes up. Leon brings up three companies and he starts literally yelling, the Regal Beagle, Regal Beagle. 
um, and Irma gives Larry an ultimatum. So it's like Leon's got to go. He's messing with my puzzle time. Um, this is what's so funny about Leon. So he lives there. He's kind of like a Cato Caitlin. He lives in the guest house, but he's constantly in the main house. So I guess he doesn't have any foods, what it comes down to. Um, I'm sure that guest house is fully decked out. I'm sure it's got a fridge and everything in it. It's got a bath, but there's Leon. He's got his bathrobe. Did he just take a bath? I don't get what the, the problem is with the guest house. Um, but it is funny. So, yeah, this happens a lot. I, I don't know. What is it with you ladies trying to change us guys? You know? Um, you got to give an ultimatum now. We have, you know, one of our buddies is mooching off of us. And you, and you want to get rid of them and change that? What is that about? You can, it was a breakfast nuke. You change it to a puzzle nuke now. Um, really? And Leon, he actually says, well, I hope, you know, I think it's kitty cats or something. He goes, I hope you don't, one of those puzzle pieces doesn't go missing it's like a thousand piece puzzle or, or, or i think it's gonna be a 999 piece puzzle set and she's just like don't you dare um she's great um that's what i've got out of just reading comments and stuff is people like her irma Kotrowski. they don't necessarily want her to get with larry but they don't want her to go away either um and and as far as this finale goes she doesn't she's Larry's still stuck with her uh, it's almost like they're an old couple, so he, it's like he's got her back, but then when she's not looking, he's telling Leon, you know, <laughs> he's like, what can I do? I got to stick with this. And he's like, eh, just let it go. That's pretty funny. Um, let's see. He tells Leon, she's, uh, she's like, you got to tell him now. He's like, I'll tell him later. Now. She's very demanding, Irma. Uh, he goes, you know, you got to leave for a few days. I got They're going to vote on this soon. It's all about getting this ordinance, you know, revoked. Um, a lot of people got hung up on that. I think I talked about that before, but it's, you're kind of overthinking it a little bit. But I think that I don't have a problem with that story. It's California. Sure, you can revoke an ordinance. You can make it retroactive. I, I, I think I don't think Larry's wrong on that part. That's the only thing that he was really going to get right was if he got that ordinance revoked. He messed up everything else, but I think he had that part right. Um, so Leon has another Mary Ferguson. We find that out. So that's that storyline is going to wrap up. Um, not the way you would think or you hope, but it does wrap up. So uh, next scene, Larry's at Jeff and Susie's. And Larry's got to sell to them. That they've got to take Leon in. And here you go again, a great salesman. And he says he's great around the house. Do you want to wake up to a smoothie waiting for you? Would you like that? You know, he's got him excited. Susie's like, yes. Uh, he's a wonderful cook. He mashed a spaghetti uh, carbonaro. I've been to Italy, haven't had anything like that. I mean, he's really selling Leon up. And, um, uh, and then they ask him, they're like, really, Leon, you know, Susie. And he says, well, uh, really, he's going along with it. And then he goes, well, no, I kind of made that up. And Jeff says, did, did you make up the smoothie? And Larry says, no, 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 no. And he says, what's the straight dope is what Jeff asks. And Larry says, uh, he doesn't eat anything healthy. You have anything healthy in the house. He will not touch it. And that is a guarantee. So he's, he's. Really digging low here to find something good about Leon living with you, in my opinion. 
Um, but they're going to do it. Uh, but Susie needs a favor. And this is when we find out that Colonel Vinman is going to, uh, he's going to be at a Holocaust museum. He's got a book he's selling. She wants to have a party for him, but her kitchen's being worked on. You can see that happening while Larry's there. And, um, and she's recovering from her vagina surgery. So she got her lift. And Larry jokes about trying out her new vagina. Um, and I, I think I wanted to say this shows their true friendship. So Larry and Susie. Um, and and I mentioned this earlier. I thought maybe that pool was going to come into play because they're going to be at his house. But not. it doesn't really. Um, let's see. But I that that shows you they're joking about it, and Jeff's like, "Sure, you can." It's it's kind of a that shows their true friendship. Of course, she ends up kicking Larry out. He starts doing the um, he's gonna play her off. He starts playing the music like she's getting an Oscar or something, talking too long, and she goes, "What are you doing?" And he explains it, and she's like, "You know, get out of here. You know, get the fuck out of my house." <laughs> she's always kicking him out. He's okay, fine, I'll go. So that's kind of a funny ongoing um thing they have but they actually are true friends that's what's funny about it he's joking about trying out her vagina and uh they're all laughing about it um let's see so then he uh larry um the next scene he we meet walt and i think walt was in a uh forgive me if he was in a, another episode but he hadn't seen him for a while whatever uh, I, I know this guy from uh I know he's in a lot of different stuff, but I know him from um, Veep, which is really funny. If you're, um, it's hard to find a show like Curb Your Enthusiasm, really. But um, there's been some that have tried and failed. But Veep is a funny show. Yes, it's political, of course, but very funny. Um, I don't really think it matters what side of the aisle you're on on Veep. It's it's just a funny show. I really enjoyed it. Julia Louis Dreyfus is great, and I think that's a great cast. And Veep. And that's where I know this guy from the most. Um, but anyway, let's talk about this the penis hug. And that this guy has no penis awareness. Um, uh, so the whole thing is like you go to hug someone, especially another man or a friend, you know, like a friend. And you don't want it to be weird sexually, you know. You don't want it to be sexual. So you've got to put that, um, you know, you got to put your butt way out you know you don't want your genitals to to bump or line up or anything so it's this it's awkward they it's on the very first episode of seinfeld you know they talk about that that hug and it's so true it's uh it's like i almost want to use like can we just bump fist you know or handshake you know like a, a woman i'm gonna here's a handshake you're my friend i don't want this to be awkward <laughs> i i like the side i like the side one though just kind of do to the side, and then it's like your 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 legs there. So it could be like they're humping your leg, but that's not near as bad <laughs> to me. <laughs> kind of just like a and if they if they're if they're with you, they turn sideways too, and you kind of got this side hug thing going on. I I think that's not as awkward. Um, it works for me. You can try it out. Let me know. Is hugging still loud anymore? With everything going on, hugging's over forever probably. Um, but you can do the Howie Mandel fist bump and then spray your hand with, uh, you know, <laughs> some sanitizer or something. Wipe, wipe, you know, 
have a handkerchief, wipe it off or whatever. The hand- handkerchiefs are out, right? They they don't nobody uses those, but you they blow you know, you blow your nose and then save it for later. <laughs> um, let's see. So then you have the uh, next scene. You got uh, uh, oh, by the way, I want to say that that hug. That's that and that ends up being a huge deal. That hug, that'll come up later. I'll talk about it. But that ends up just taking everything. It's like the butterfly effect. That's what's funny about Kerb. When you watch the the first time, you don't know how um, how much chaos one little scene could cause one little motion it could be Larry just making a joke but that hug ends up being a huge deal um next scene a young Larry set and it's awkward because Larry's chair's roped off and dancing confronts him about it um you know it's like this is not a good deal and everyone's got a story about you know in this movie set so-and-so did this they roped off their chair they never worked again we hear that a lot you know and I don't think it'll, I really don't think it'll come into play um, for the next season. I hope it, it does. That that would make this season a lot better to, for me if it come into play and we got to see some of this play out. But in Curb, it usually doesn't. I talked about things just kind of reset. I don't mean totally reset. I, I didn't really explain that really well. I meant more of... um. You know, like certain events happen. If Larry's going to get a divorce in the next episode, he's divorced. If Leon, his family's going to move out, but Leon stays, Leon's there the next season. But that whole story arc about young Larry, the 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 chairs roped off, um, Vince in the hotel, that'll all be gone. That that won't. You'll never hear about it again. Like the Fatwa, you don't really hear. You don't hear about the Fatwa coming back up, even though there was a guy at the end running to still do the fatwa because I think Jeff had mentioned that. Well, you ever think, what if someone didn't hear that it's off? And, you know, it's got the circle that closes in on Larry running from the guy that didn't hear. And he's trying to do the fatwa. He's trying to do Larry in. And that's the end. That's all, folks, you know. And then the next season, that's over with. That's what I meant by reset. It's it, So all this stuff that you th- you think about like, oh, okay, maybe it's setting up for uh, you know Larry can't get a jo- he can't work. He's trying to get a job, and everyone knows about the, the that he roped off the chair. That would be great. I would love that, but that's not usually how Kirby enthusiasm works. And I don't even think that you know Larry and all of them are thinking about that. They're just getting through this season, and they'll come up with a whole new storyline. And let's not let's not pretend Seinfeld wasn't like that somewhat. They they had a season where. It ends with Jerry and Elaine are together. You know, you watch it and you go, okay, they're together. You know, Kramer's upset. Goes to the next season and they're not together and it doesn't say anything why. And you get, I don't know, so many episodes in. And finally it's the pen story. And they go to, um, it's like Elaine and Jerry go to Florida. They're visiting his parents. And they say, what happened? You know, she's in the other in the bedroom kind of getting settled in. And he says, oh, we just, it didn't work. We It didn't work out. We could only be friends, something like that. So it explains it. And I think on commentary that, that you know, you, you can listen to the commentary. And it's Jerry Seinfeld, of course, and Larry David. And they're watching that episode. And it's kind of fun to listen to it with them because they quit 
commentating. They're just enjoying the episode. They're kind of laughing. And, um, you know, they don't really remember it real well. They were really busy, you know, producing the show. And I think at one point Larry David says, I'm, I'm enjoying this episode so much. I'm having trouble with coming up with stuff to say. And when it, and, um, and I might be thinking of the pen on that one, but when he says, uh, when they talk about, it, I think there's a commentary on the one I'm talking about where they're getting together. And he says, I can't believe we left it that way. Like they're together. And later you find out that, that Larry David thought every episode was the last, especially the, you know, the season finale, like news radio was kind of like that. Uh, you know, they got into the second and third season and they started doing these fantasy episodes at the end that had nothing to do with anything because they thought we we're going to get canceled. They were always on the brink of getting canceled. And Larry David on Seinfeld was almost like just happy. Just let this end, let this end. I'm, I'm, I'm in over my head. I don't, I, coming up with this, you know, producing these shows week after week is it's a lot on me. Is this going to end? They're going to cancel it, right? He was almost hoping for it to get canceled. Thank goodness they didn't because it just got better and better, in, in my opinion, and most people's. But um, he did kind of leave some stuff, you know, open like that. So they fixed it later with a couple lines, you know. But I remember as a per, you know, I, I was in Seinfeld from the beginning because I liked Jerry Seinfeld a lot. I liked his comedy. And then, you know, I think it was summertime. The Seinfeld Chronicles, well, I'm watching it. It's him. And I didn't know Jason Alexander, but I liked him right away. Um, and I thought, this show is, just, is different. I like it. I'm going to keep But I thought, oh, this, am I even going to see a second season? This is not going to last. But I thought, well, maybe it will because it's, you know, it's on. It's not like it's going against these big shows or nothing. And it just kept getting better and better. And then it's like... I don't know, you get a certain episode, like the pony remark. Which I, it was just like, the, please let this show go on. Um, but there was a lot of stuff in it like that. There was the different dads. And, uh, you know, it's Larry David's voice is Newman. And they fixed that, which is, you know, got to plot them there. Um, but Curb's not that much different. There's stuff that you go, well, what happened to that? What happened to that loose end? And, and you know, a lot of people thought that guy... In this season, that with the car, the whole thing with the car, and he almost hit her, and and the guy with the dog, and he's going after Larry. That's gonna, he, they're gonna end up in the pool. Everyone was trying to put all these little dots together. It was all gonna tie up and wrap together. Maybe it's from Seinfeld because it did that pretty well. Not every episode, but a lot of them. Um, but Curb's not really like that, especially as we get further in these later seasons. There's a lot of stuff that all oh, it's there to do is to get Larry to that next scene that ties something else together. That's all that is. Um, I talked about that in the last episode. The guy that got hit, the sweater story and all that, that was just to get that vase broke when it really come down to it. It was just to distract Larry. That's all that was. Um, there's a lot to get to that, but that's all it was. So um, it's like the Leon tap water thing. It was just funny. It was just a joke. It didn't. It, there was nothing, nothing come of it. It's Leon's kind of Kramer. He is basically Kramer, and Kramer's got a funny idea, and then it goes away. Maybe it comes back later. So I, I, I you know, I don't know. I'm sorry to ramble on like that, but I'm just. Um, I, I hope it's not considered rambling. <laughs> I hope it was making sense, but. Now I gotta find my place again. Um, 
So, oh, we talked about the chairs being roped off. Oh, next scene. He's, uh, Irma's at a council meeting on the five-foot fence ordinance repeal, and they're going to vote on Thursday. Um, you'll probably notice I'm, I'm going in. I'm not going into great details in every scene. We'll be here forever. Um, if I did that. Um, so this is where the title comes into play. The Mormon advantage. You got council, councilwoman Melinda Johnson's husband is in the stand. Um, and they talks to him about that. He's not having more than one wife, you know, um, or why, why doesn't he, you know, and just small talk that ends up being a big deal. Um, just Larry being Larry. Uh, let's see next scene. Larry and Irma feel good about the repeal. They really do seem like an old married couple to me. I, I got that a note. It's kind of funny because she's going on about, oh, what, how'd you look? How you dressed? It really did remind me of my grandparents um, on my mother's side. My grandmother would lay out my grandpa's clothes, and um, he had a quadruple bypass at one point, and. I was helping her out. I would drive her to the hospital. You know, we had to go downtown. It made her nervous, so I would drive her down there every day to see him. Um, his recovery wasn't going real well. He had some complications and uh, ended up, he was able to come home because I was there helping him. And uh, I remember one night she'd bought him new T-shirts, you know, undershirts. They were white. And... um he was having some ice cream. He loved ice cream. It was chocolate ice cream. And I look over and he's his brand new white t-shirt is just covered in chocolate ice cream. And he doesn't even know it. And I can't save him because all the new t-shirts are upstairs. If she had done laundry and they were down there, I would have totally saved him. I would have threw it out. She probably would have never knew. And he's like, well, good night. And I'm like, good night. <laughs> and he goes upstairs. His name was Bob. And my, I hear my grandma, oh, Bob, and what? Look at your shirt, you know? <laughs> so, and I just, when I saw that scene, that's what I thought of was that particular moment. Because um, she was always, you know, tucking on the collar and making sure, you know, I mean, she, I, I have a, I know somebody that is just about my age. And I don't do not think they dress themselves. They're going to be they. I don't think they listen to this, especially that I'm in the middle here. If, listen, this is the best time. If you have a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything, um, your friends do. They don't listen to it. They probably don't listen to it. unless one of them's like into you, and and you don't know that. They don't listen to it. Um, but they might listen to the beginning and the end so they can say, hey. Yeah, I really liked your show. You talked about this and that, <laughs> right? So if you're going to talk about them like I am right now, you do it in the middle of the show, in the middle of the podcast, in the middle of the YouTube, whatever it is, in the middle of the TikTok, whatever. Even if it's only a minute long, they're not going to watch the whole thing. I really don't think they, they will. Um, so I have a friend, and his gal, I think she dresses them. I think she lays out his clothes. I don't. I think he's lost. It's not that he doesn't know how to to match his clothes. He don't know where they are. Are they clean or not? Um, I think one time 
the towels weren't the towels weren't washed. Like he he got out of the shower and there was no clean towels or something. <laughs> he didn't think to check that. So I'm just saying, it's funny. <laughs> so and it, I didn't I didn't say a name. I'm not saying names. <laughs> I totally want to say a name right now. Uh, I'm not gonna say a name, but that's what this reminded me of. So that it's it was my grandparents. Um all over again. And it's funny because Larry just looks so uh so miserable and pissed off about it. But he goes along with it. <laughs> That's how my grandpa was, you know, like, oh okay. I think he kinda liked it a little bit. And I'm getting a little worried like Leon that Larry's starting to like this a little. Um so they feel good about the the repeal. Um um Councilwoman Johnson is she's good for the repeal. She's all about the repeal. She's good. She's gonna. She's on their side, so that's good. Um, and Irma's all over this. She knows who's in, who we, who's on the fence, who's against them. Probably, she's really. This is her thing. Um, let's see. We have the next scene. We have a montage between um, all the sleep at the at the Greens' home and the David Manor. So we got Leon and Mary. They're they're having a great time getting it on. Susie complains that Leon is a fuck machine. <laughs> She's hating it. It's the whole house. You can hear it. Larry's in hell. Irma can't sleep. She wants some 3 a.m. sex. And she's wearing her sleep apnea mask. She's in <laughs> Larry's like, oh my, oh no, no. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Our next scene is at the Holocaust Museum event. Larry sees Walt again, attempts to avoid the penis-to-penis contact, and he steps in dog shit. Um, this turns out to be catastrophic for Larry. Um, I did laugh at Walt's line when they were arguing about about how to hug and avoid the penis, and he said, that's like an old-time photographer pose. <laughs> I don't know if he said old time or old timey. <laughs> that was a really good line. So now Larry's got to ditch his shoes. Um, I will say I did think about this. Do you think a Larry David has some spare shoes and shirts and stuff in his trunk? Um, because this is like um, like Jerry on Seinfeld, where you know the 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 shoelace touches the floor. We've totally seen Larry. That's Larry. I mean Jerry too, probably, but. That shoelace touches the floor in a public bathroom. It's gone. I'm getting rid of that. If you have Larry David money, do you just get rid of the whole shoe? And you, you have. Uh, I, I would almost think he'd have a, a spare, some spare shoes in the trunk of his car. Um, certainly, after seeing something like this, you you would want to have some. Uh, I'd probably never leave the house again without some spare shoes in the trunk of the car after stepping in some dog shit like that. Um, so. Let's see. So the next scene, Susie complains to Larry about all the sex going on from Leon. And and Larry tells Susie, don't worry, the plan's all coming together. Um, we got Susie and Cheryl and Larry. Um, and they, they know about that he's a roper. I heard you're a roper. So that's already going around. The rumors are flying about him roping his chair off. Um, and he kind of argues with them about it. Um, let's see. Um, oh, Susie has the best line of the entire season, probably. She says, well, I have my monogram. Because Larry says, well, it's my chair. 
my name's on my chair. And Susie says, well, I have my monogram on my towels. And, and Leon just all over, all over them. <laughs> I've heard other people. I mean, I really was laughing hard at that, that, that line. And no one can deliver it like her. Um, you know, she's on Cameo. You can totally hire her to tell you off. She, I know she said people in the streets would please tell me off. Please call me a fat fuck. And I guess she's like, hell, I might as well make money at it on Cameo. I, I, I kind of want to do that. <laughs> do that. <laughs> but I don't know. Can my heart take it? <laughs> um, I'm sure I could find some people to just yell at me like that anyway for free. I don't know how much Cameo. I'm not saying it's not worth it. Um, by all means, if you can shout the the cash for for her to yell yell at you on Cameo, please do so. Um, next scene, Larry's house. He's still wearing the shoes. He takes shoes. Oh, I guess. Oh, no, I missed a scene. Uh, next scene. Let's go back. Next scene, Venman is signing books. And, and Leon says, we'll have him sign his audio book. <laughs> and it's ra- it starts raining out. And Larry's in his socks. So he sees a display of a pile of shoes. This is from people that that perished during the Holocaust. And uh, and uh, so Larry takes the, these shoes. And they're they're good-looking shoes. I like these shoes he picks. And you, and you kind of got a... Um, little kind of a singing in the rain thing going on. Larry comes out and the music's playing and he's got a umbrella and he's got these new shoes and he kind of, you know, dances a little. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool actually. Um, next scene, Larry's house. He's still wearing the shoes. He loves them. They're made so well. Jeff says, well, they had cobblers then. And, uh, and, you know, I wanted to say something about that. I thought about this, but I, um, I didn't, he wasn't a friend. Uh, he was a nice guy, could have been a friend, but he was, um, he was a manager at a, a, at another store. So I didn't work under him. His name was Charles. He was a nice, really nice guy. He took his shoes and and he had, this guy had some money and maybe this is why he took his shoes to a shoe cobbler and had them repaired. He'd repair them himself. He'd go buy glue and stuff. He, the guy was dressed sharp. He was a good looking guy, dressed sharp. And he had these shoes, and he had a bunch of them, these dress shoes. And again, he had money. And, um, you know, some people that have money is because they don't spend it. Um, you ever hear people say, I've, I've been guilty of this. Well, if I had money, I'd do this. And then I always make the joke, that's why I don't have money, because that's a dumb thing to do. You know, if I had money, I'd buy my own island or something like that. Uh, yeah, sure, if you, uh, you win the lottery and it's it's a insane amount of money, and you say, well, I I do I don't know if you buy an island. That's that's a lot of money. <laughs> but, um, uh, there was a guy that won uh, like a million dollars one time. He started talking about I'm getting this house, I'm buying my parents a house, I'm building a movie theater. It's like you spent that million, man. A million's not as much as you think. Um, so, uh, so anyway, <laughs> get back to the uh, the shoes. You know the cobblers. Um, he could, Jeff says, "Well, they had cobblers then, you know." And and that's uh, a good point. You know, it was a it was a thing. But there, I do see them. There are shoe repair stores still. That that's a Seinfeld thing too. You know, the the mom and pop store they would clean shoes and take shoes. And I don't know. I guess if you got a pair a pair of shoes, um, you know, we're a throwaway society today. Maybe you can find a good shoe cobbler. You can get those babies repaired and save some money and you got your favorite shoes like new. 
Um, so we find out that Irma is a friend of Bill W. She's in the program. So uh, she kind of just throws that out there. And that that's kind of a weird thing. It made me think that they had to come up with that on this episode. It didn't. I don't recall anything coming out like that before. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, I felt like a lot of stuff just come up in this finale. I don't think they knew where they were going with this story arc. Um, I, I don't, I don't mean it as a put down. I'm just saying, I don't think they did. I think they had to come up with a lot of stuff for this final episode. And that's still surprising that they, they did it in 39 minutes. Um, so, Larry plays her off with music from his phone. Uh, has anyone tried this yet? Uh, I, I don't really think it would work, but it'd be worth a try. Let's see, next scene. Leon, Mary, and Vindman. Um, let's see. Uh, I kind of already went into Vindman's acting abilities. Um, <clears throat> he's fine in these short scenes. You know, he probably was just nervous. I mean, that, that would be nervous. I, I would want to really, I, you know, I that's what I was going to say is I think he needed turned up. You know, I think I think it would have been funny to see him really gloat about it. Like he really likes to be the guy that is the whistleblower. Um, just really turn him up just a little bit at least. Just a little bit. I don't, it seemed like he was just um, kind of like, like a cardboard on that big scene. Again, not, it's, Maybe if you turn, you know, hey, you can turn turn up a little bit, it'd be a little easier to get through it because you're just kind of playing a parody of yourself. Everyone else is turned up. I mean, I know it's an actor versus a non-actor. Like, Buckner wasn't turned up at all, I don't think. But, um, you know, I think Keith Hernandez was. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that he cranked him up a little bit. <laughs> you know, I'm Keith Hernandez. Um and uh, interesting enough, he said that kind of gave him a second career, that he has people coming up to him that don't know him from baseball. They know him from Seinfeld. So, great episode, great Seinfeld episode. Um, so, let's see here. Um, Irma confronts Mar uh, Mary about the Melinda situation, and they've lost her vote. Um Larry's going to donate to her favorite charity to get her vote back. So this, so this is what this is about is, um, I'll confront Larry. I think, I think that's a typo. It's supposed to be Larry. So what happened was, uh, that little joke conversation about, you know, how come you don't have more than one wife? He, they see him walk by, he's got another gal. So he calls Larry, calls some trouble. And he's like, you know what? I'll donate to one of her charities. I'll smooth this over. And Irma's like, yeah, do that. That, that, that should work. Um, so you got this, quid pro quo stuff going on through the whole episode and and that's been an ongoing theme in the the series um and let's be honest come on that's how the world works isn't it um especially politics this whole this all um I, and i don't care what side you're on this that's how it works you know uh you're not supposed to get caught <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's not, there, you, you hope there's no leaks or anyone hearing, but that's, that's just how it works. That's how the world goes around, especially in, in America here. Um, but all over the world, it's just how it works. Um, so it's not always fair, but that's just how it goes. Um, so Larry, he's going to go upstairs to call Melinda. He's going to smooth everything over. Um, he's got this do large donation, the quid pro quo. And he's using some Trumpisms. 
Uh, turns out that Vinman is using the upstairs bathroom, which is that's pretty hilarious in itself because the downstairs one was used. And uh, he hears everything. And he's going to write up a report. And uh, Larry says it was a perfect call. It was a perfect call. And he says something about, by the way, what are you using the master bathroom for? You know, and there's something about he's an officer. Um, so, and he, and he talks about that he took those shoes. I mean, that's a big one, too. You took those shoes. Um, I'm going to transcribe the call. Uh, he had them on a few things, but he's got them on the call, the quid pro quo. He's got them on the shoes, and there was something else he had them on. I can't remember what that was, but he was naming it all off. He's going to write it up, and he's going to give it to um, the uh, the council, Santa Monica City Council. Um, oh, yeah, bri- yeah, bribing the council. Oh, rope off the chair. He knew about roping off the chair, too. So Vinman gets around. He knows everything bad about Larry. He's going to tell everything. Um, you know, Larry's kind of the... He's the hero of the show. He's almost like an anti-hero. And so Vinman's really the villain and to me in this episode. So that's a little... That's one reason why I would urge you to watch it. Um, because the very thing that Larry is, um, you know, applauding Vinman for, now that it's not, it's going to work against him, he doesn't like it. He And that's what everybody does. Uh, so if someone's really political... Which I think is kind of crazy in itself. I don't. I don't really don't understand that because if you're behind someone, no one's perfect. You should never be blindly following somebody, whether you're on the left or the right. Um, there's always something they're doing wrong. No one can to do everything right, but yet you see that all the time. Well, my my guy's good. My administration's good. Your guys mess this up, and you'll say, "Well, you're getting on them for this policy when your guy started it." And no, 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 no. And so they all look the other way. It's and this is what Larry's doing. He can. It's all good uh, when it's against Trump, but if it's against Larry David, it's no good. It was a perfect call, you know. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. And Larry, this is Larry David in the show. He 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 does this. Um, it's his character, hundred percent. It's like the doctor's policy, you know, to. Um, to see you first come, first serve, and then if it's the other way, what? And he finally says, "Well, so I think it's the receptionist or something says, so you want it, whatever helps you first, the best, whatever serves Larry David." And he's like, "Yes, exactly," you know. So it's the same with this here. Um, if he's doing a quid pro quo, it's okay. Don't say nothing about it. It's a perfect call. If it's someone else, then you know, against his, against someone he doesn't like. It's good. That's what everyone does. I don't, I don't, I, you can say, no, 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 I don't do that. You totally do it. If you're real political, you do it because it takes a special kind of person to be really political, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> you know? So you have to be a little blind to, to things. You're, you're all crazy. That's what I want to tell you. You're all crazy. The left, the right, the center. If you're, if you're a politician, you're crazy. Um, if you're, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, they're idiots, they're idiots. No, they're not idiots. They're, 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 they're smart in a lot of ways. They're, life's a little easier for them. Let's put it that way. But if you're following any of them blindly, you're crazy. <laughs> you, you, you got better things to do with your life. Um, I'm sure you do if you, if you look into it, but your guy's not perfect. Your guy or gal is not perfect. 
If there's no, there should be no one that you follow that, that much where they do nothing wrong. <laughs> you're, you're, it's called being biased. Um, I, I'm, I'm upset with all of them. You should be upset with, even if you like, okay, I like that thing they did. That, that's more of what I'm like. Oh my God, they did that. They did that. This is wrong. That's clear. That's so, uh, uh, transparent what they're up to and then and then oh they did that it was an accident but they did it <laughs> they give they they do something good eventually right um they they're chair ropers they're all rope off their chairs let's put that they have multiple houses most of them they have all these different houses and they're supposed to be like us <laughs> it's kind of like celebrities you know that, that they don't that's another thing come on they're they don't they don't they look down to us, most of them. Some are down to earth. You know, um, let's give it to Larry David. He actually will sign some autographs and stuff. But most of the time, they're, we're peons. Let's be honest. Come on. They don't care about us that much. <laughs> you know, Larry David had fun in this episode. He, he said, if you're a Trump supporter, I don't care if I piss you off. Now, on the creative side of it, that's good. You know, you don't want to be, if you're worried about... um Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna upset someone. You're not gonna make everyone happy, so just write what you want and make it funny. And that's my rule. If it's funny, so I don't have a problem with a character like Vinman being on there when it's when it's funny. And you know, I think it was funny. They 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 they, they we haven't got to the end part yet, but he's the villain in this episode, really, and that's funny. <laughs> he screws Larry David over. I was hoping Larry won a little more. He they kind of have him win. Um, but not really. Um, so we'll see. Uh, now I noticed this. Um, so, you know, the, the, that, so now Larry's got to worry about Venman getting that transcript. Um, he's got to get it. He, we find that out right away. We know that if he doesn't get that transcript, he's done for. Um, next thing, Larry and Irma, they got the votes. Larry doesn't tell her about the Vinman situation. I think that was a huge mistake. I kind of get it. Maybe he doesn't want to um, involve her. He doesn't want her to know he's going to smooth it over. But I think she could have handled it. I really do. She. They needed. I think he needed her help because it didn't work out for her. But at that stage, I was like, oh, he should have told her. Um, next scene, Jeff and Susie's. Leon can't find his passport. It's Thursday. The repeal vote is that night. So Larry's going to help Leon look for his passport. Um, next scene, Irma sees the shoes. She thinks it's a sign that shoes are on the floor. Larry finally took them off, I guess. Got his other shoes on. And she thinks it's a sign from her grandfather, because I think they were literally her grandfather's shoes. And she loses her shit. Um, there's seven minutes left of the episode at this point. Next scene... Benman delivers the transcript, but Councilman Weinblatt, I think that's how it was uh, spelled, is not home. His mother takes it. And so um, next scene, Mary Ferguson is off to the airport. She's going to hold the gate for Leon. So these scenes, it's all coming together. Like I said, there's only seven minutes left. Next scene, Larry shows up to the Weinblatt's home. He's got to get that transcript. Uh, next scene, so the council meeting, going to try to move the vote up. That's not good. Um, not good for Larry. Um, next scene, Larry uh, retrieves the transcript, and I gotta make a note about the tea. He's, she wants. Do you want? Would you like some tea? She's a nice lady. Oh yes, I would love some tea. 
She's distracted making the tea. He's looking all around. I'm sure that there's some good music playing. He finds it, I think, in a in a desk. Um, he finds the tramp sketch, he's got it, but she keeps asking him questions. Do you want some lemon in your tea? Or do you want a little milk in your tea? Do you like this kind of tea? And he's like, yes, fine, sugar, whatever, yes. You know, he's getting really annoyed with her. <laughs> it just made me really laugh. Um, count, a great scene, it was a great scene. Council meeting, um, where's Irma? Irma's not there, Irma, she's at a bar. She's sloshed, she's crying, she's got a picture of him wearing the same shoes or the, the those shoes, um, Weinblatt's Larry gets his hands on the transcript, and this is where we get to see the transition to Larry's fantasy of his plan coming to perfect fruition. Um, the fantasy: Larry has the father dragged off by security. He he's walking in, and he's just he is focused, man. And he goes, he does a little hand motion, very cool. The guys come walking in, you know, some good music playing. The security guards are right with them. They literally drag the guy off. There's like his snacks go flying. He's yelling, I'll sue you. Um, He fires Sophia Maria. She storms off. He, um, and then he, he's got the new replacement ready to go. He's past the Lockies because Marsha Lifshitz is here. And Larry dumps Irma. And I forget, I should have known this. She's a daughter of someone famous but she's um everyone's clapping it's it's very cool it's so this is larry we're getting to see larry win yes it's a fantasy but we at least get to see it ted danson's there they're all clapping it's so cool (laughs) because larry is just loving it back to reality the weinblatts are home larry had to run out the back with the transcript in hand um and this is where, for me, I'm disappointed. This, to me, is all a moot point because Larry has already lost. The council is at a deadlock vote two to two, so the repeal fails. Well, Irma isn't there. Well, we know that. We know Irma's not there. She's at a bar crying. So this whole thing of him, yes, he if he doesn't get this transcript, he loses anyway, probably. And Larry doesn't know he loses, but I knew it. I knew it didn't matter that he gets this or not. But he falls in their pool, which is funny. And he's under the water and he goes, where's the fence? So that is funny. Um, but, um, you know, and then the final thing is on the big reveal is on the airplane. Uh, Mary is with Vinman. That's the big reveal. And there she she loves a man in uniform, man. I, I forget the final line, but he says got a little line. And he's fine in that part. He does that part well. Um but I just think the longer scene was a little rough, um, um, even for a non-pro actor, because um, I thought about it. The second time, I, I, I just kind of like, yeah, it's a little rough. <laughs> but hey, it's a big show. Um, he said he had a great time. It, it would be nerve-wracking, easier said than done, I'm sure. I would just, I would think that Larry David and um, and Jeff Schaefer would be able to get that out of him. But again. They're, they created this show. Um, they can do what they want. What do I know? Um, maybe the, what he did was exactly how they wanted it to play. Or I'm not an editor. I, I didn't edit it either. Maybe that, that's the best scene that worked. Maybe they did three or four. I, we, I, who knows? They do a lot of takes. And it, but he had, I, I almost think that um, maybe if they, they would have cranked him up a little bit more, he would have been able to loosen up a little bit more and had, had fun with it. So I don't know if they played around with 
um, different takes on it. But I think it would have been funny for him to be really into being the bad guy in a way. But that's easier. That's easier for me to say. I'm just sitting back. I didn't write the show. I didn't produce it. You know, um, I didn't put any money up. That's just, that was just my thoughts on it. Now I watch it again. I'm probably not gonna think so much about it. But you know, I'm gonna. I was gonna talk about it. So I, I thought about. You know, you think about it that way. Um, but uh, oh, oh, I'm going on and on here. Listen, listen. Um, I got. I got to go. Um, I have so many people that I want to thank. I want to thank all the subscribers. Um, I know. I'm, I know. I'm gonna forget people. I'm really sorry. But um, I, I got to go. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. You know what? I'm not leaving. They can drag me off this podcast. Uh, Vinman, Mary Ferguson, they're the true villains of Curb. Mary steals Leon's passport to get to Vinman. They're on cahoots. Uh, Ruthie Cohen, the Mary Fergusons, Vinman, don't you see? And they're all doing it to fool Lloyd Braun. And Leon, luscious black, lost? How does Leon lose? Larry, sure, he's used to it, but not Leon. Uh, when are we going to get more Curb anyway? We don't want to wait an entire year. What? You want a piece of me? Hey! Don't touch me! Don't touch Jeremy. Serenity now! Serenity now! Serenity!